I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Yeah, Kevin Durant says now he will stay in Brooklyn, but he wants head coach Steve Nash and general manager Sean Marks to be fired if he is going to stay. So Kevin Durant decides, I can't get out of my situation. I'll just change the situation I'm in. Yeah, that's, that's well said. You know, did he say if the owner's allowed staying or not? Well, this was a conversation he had with the owner. Oh, Josiah. well, good. I then, imagine he said the owner can stay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. It's very, I mean, listen. A lot of people think player empowerment's gone too far, but look, it, it hasn't necessarily, right? The guy that owns the team gets to stay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Is you said something before the show, and I think it may be what most people think. I'm not sure it's true. So you were talking about how, well, it's easier 
and maybe you can clarify specifically when you say it's easier to change this than 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 get fair value. Yeah, I mean they've they've tried to make a trade for Kevin Durant. They tried to accommodate the trade. They couldn't do we, get a do we fair know return. That? Do we know that? Reports are that they tried, and they, well, they did. We know they did try with Boston. They couldn't get the return they wanted. But they. So, but, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's say there's something I don't want to do. Right? And I, and in truth, I don't want to do it to the point where I won't do it no matter what. Do I tell you that I won't do it no matter what? Let's say you're moving. And let's say some of your, uh, you know, from one, uh, one house to a bigger house. And this house, you don't need a pool to put in. It's got its own Olympic-sized pool. But you've kind of stretched your dollar a little bit. You want to not pay movers. So somehow you get the wacky idea of asking me. Now, there's no scenario I'm going to move anything for you. None. I mean, I, I might, like, I mean, in fact, I certainly would help you move your desk or something, you know, but that's it. Because you can hurt your back, you know, so, yeah, and that's for life. So, so here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you right out there's no chance. I'm going to wait for national radio to do that. But I'm going to say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I might have a dinner that night. And then no matter what you say or do... I'm not going to say yes, is Brooklyn supposedly went to Minnesota and said, give us everyone you got good and every draft choice you can. I mean, literally, that was like they wanted Ant. They want, I mean, it was uh, they wanted multiple players that were like potentially some of the most valuable. You know, Anthony Edwards is probably one of the most valuable six or seven contracts in the NBA. And they said that plus, you know, I'm not sure Edwards isn't more valuable than Durant right now. One, you know, heads up. It's close. Heads up, yeah. And so, they wanted all the draft picks that they got in the Carl Anthony Towns trade. Yeah. Uh, in the, uh, the Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert trade. Yeah, Gobert trade. Yeah, Rudy Gobert trade. Yeah. All the ones they gave up. Yeah. So yeah. Minnesota giving up the picks to Utah in that case. Um, so you would say, well, yeah, but isn't uh, Durant more valuable than Gobert? Yeah. But they wanted those picks plus a bunch more, including that very valuable Edwards contract. Now, why is that so valuable? One, he's so young and he's on a cheap, cheap deal and he's trend lining so amazingly. Now, remember, at a certain point, not that long ago, you mentioned Anthony Towns. He was considered, I think, four or five years ago, the most if they asked the GMs, who would you start a franchise with? And he beat LeBron out. And that was like five years ago, Carl Anthony Towns in this case. And that was an example of youth in a good contract that didn't necessarily evolve and develop into that very best in the league type top five player. He's a maybe a top 18 player. McKenzie has his own list that is very rarely accurate. But the guy wins at the <laughs> NBA, so it's hard to argue with him. McKenzie, where do you have... Carl Anthony Towns at number twenty-six player in the NBA. There you go. There you go. Now you do know he made, if I'm not mistaken, All NBA, right? Thirteen. I understand. I'm lower than him than most. Yeah, but is there any player you're the same as the consensus? Like, like even in a range of five slots. Like AJ, typically, <laughs> if we said with quarterbacks, like we said, okay, where's Dak for you? Now there's a high end, there's a low end for Dak. I think high end might be six. Low end might be 11. That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. So, yes, I, I think 6 to 11 is a very fair range for Dak. Okay. McKenzie would be at either 22 
<laughs> or two. I mean, like, even if you gave a healthy range, because you know why? You don't get any attention by saying something other people feel. So it, it, little Mackenzie's voice in his head, it will say, you can't do that. Make it higher. Make it low. Is that how you do it? You look at the mean opinion. And then you say, okay, am I a little bit above or below it, my true opinion? If it's above, as in you got the guy, let's say, um, rated higher, you say, well, how far can I move him before it seems ridiculous? Is that where you slot him? No, that's not my strategy. I don't know why my opinions tend to be controversial in all sports and all aspects, but I try to get it as accurate as possible. I'd say Jimmy Butler at 11 is dead on consensus. You ask 100 NBA experts, NBA surveyors, they'd say 11 for Jimmy Butler. That's where I have him. Boy, it's amazing. He can tell you exactly what the number is going to be if you talk to every known NBA expert. (laughs) That is pretty impressive. I mean, it's amazing, this guy. Uh, Bill, Bill Simmons' we, trade value list. Anthony Edwards, number six on that list. Kevin Durant, number nine. So, yeah, at least according to Bill Simmons' index, that, that Anthony Edwards' contract is more valuable, heads up, than Kevin Durant's. And to be candid, Simmons, who people can, you know, I think at times rightfully so, question this, question that, his, his, uh, you know, his gambling stuff is, you know, and again, I wrote for Grantland, so I got no problem with Bill Simmons at all. But the, and, and I respect his career career arc but his gambling uh, knowledge is pretty limited his nfl stuff is pretty pedestrian but his nba stuff is outstanding uh and if it's about the celtics i mean yeah he's got a little bias but if you but you know in a way it takes past i often am asked a little aside here aj people will say i love team xyz like mckenzie he loves the 49ers he says we with the 49ers and I'm asked, should I bet them? Should I avoid that because I'm biased? And my thought is, no. If you know your bias, account for it. But then the passion for the team causes you to have deep, deep knowledge. So let's say you're golfing and let's say you always shoot to the left. Well, if you know you always shoot to the left, guess what? Aim a little bit right. And in theory, it's not going to be efficient. It's not going to be a straight line, but you're going to get it you know, fairly close to the target. If you know you're biased for the 49ers, then approach everything the same way you typically would. Then look at your pick and grade it 1 to 10 in your strength. And if it's anything against the 49ers, then you know it's a good pick. You go with it. But then you can say, if I lean or if I like the 49ers, a one to five out of a scale of 10, you pass. You think you like them, but you move it like five points and now it's a pass. And then if you like it six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, you like it as a normal play. Like if you adjust for your biases, you don't even have, you can't think about them in the moment. You can't say, oh, I might be biased here. I might be biased. No, you got to know what they ultimately are and then do that adjustment at the end. You don't do it during because then it, you just you don't know what bias is explicit and what bias is more subconscious or, or um, implicit. But you're just looking at things a little off. You can't adjust that. Does that make sense, AJ? Yeah. So like with you and the Texans. You hate the Texans. <laughs> so if you think it's a put, like a lean or, or a toss-up, you probably want to make a bet on them, right? You following? That may, yeah, if I like the Texans to win or to cover the spread, it means oh, that they, they, I the really like them. Yeah. Game of the year. We are straight out of Vegas telling you how to <laughs> account for your biases because you know what? We all got them. We just got to account for them. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we were talking about Kevin Durant saying, I'll stay in Brooklyn as long as you fire the GM and the head coach, Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Uh, but the market has reacted to his, his willingness to stay if those guys are fired. But not as much as you might think. So what's going to be our reference point 
is going to be what was the odds after for that fleeting, glorious six hours or so in which I made a bet in which, okay, Kyrie's coming back. Durant seems, hey, he's got four years left. What could go wrong there? And (laughs) Brooklyn was one of the favorites to win the NBA title. They were right up there. I'm just going by memory, McKenzie. Seven to one or so? Nine to one prior to the Kevin Durant Uh, trade request. No, no, no. That's that's, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. Ah. it, 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 there was a nine to one when there was still uncertainty. Then it got down. Uh, what do you see the low point being? Uh, six to one at open. Yeah. Six to one at open. Eight to one very soon before the trade request. Okay. And listen, the market was pretty sharp there to not bring them back to where they were because there still was uncertainty. It just wasn't obvious. And from what I heard after the fact, that everyone that was truly inside in the NBA. And again, McKenzie, you'd think would be in this email chain, but he wasn't, apparently. They said, because you're hearing it now, because people don't always, or sometimes they don't report what they know, because they promised someone. Or, but the talk was Durant's not happy regardless, and that you're going to see some real drama. And even a little bit of that whispered to the right people was going to make it where you would have thought, if they get a commitment from their two best players... Uh, back for another year that the team that was favored to win the East two years ago, favored to win the East last year, even as like a seven seed, they were the favorite, amazingly. And you'd think they'd be favored again. But they were a little bit less than that, a little bit downgraded from that cause of the uncertainty. We've seen the manifestation in the last five weeks or so of that uncertainty turn into uh, a catastrophe, it would seem. But now maybe not. Maybe the Titanic is patched the hole. But let me pose you this, AJ. Uh, I was going to give the odds. Is you, should you say your thing before or after? Oh, you can, you can go ahead. I was, I was prepared to give the odds. So whenever oh, you're ready. I, I'm ready, buddy. So here's what I would say. is if Let's use 8 to 1 as the guide when there was still some uncertainty. Let's leave 6 to 1 or so as like if everything's optimal. All right, the odds were, as of a couple days ago, yesterday even, 25 to 1. What did that mean? It means we don't know what's happening. we got to give you more than a payoff as if everything's peachy. But if we knew for sure that Durant was gone, it wouldn't be 25 to 1. But who knows who they're going to get back, right? It could be a bunch of future stuff if they did trade him, and thus this year would be lost. Or it could be like three quarters for a dollar. And yeah, you're still getting shortchanged, but you got almost as much as you had. A lot of range there. So 25 to 1 I think was fair. Now, upon this news, and the odds now are moving towards where they've taken it off the board. You can't bet if Durant will return to Brooklyn. It was minus 400. And then with today's news, it went to, hey, we don't want any betting. We think it's a foregone conclusion. Now, it's not really a foregone conclusion, but it seems like the betting market thinks at least 90%, or they wouldn't have taken it off the board, is my guess. So if it's 90% that Durant at least is going to start the year with Brooklyn, Kyrie, we don't know. But what we know is he's under contract for a one-year option with Brooklyn. My question is, why wouldn't this line be closer to the 6-1 to one than 18-1, to one, which it currently is, 18-1? to one. So it went from 25-1 to one to 18-1 to one upon this news. That seems to me one of two things. 
that they don't, there's still real questions about Durant staying in Brooklyn. And if so, why did the odds for that bet go off the board? Minus 400 to off the board means they're pretty darn sure. But if they're pretty darn sure, AJ, how could the Nets be 18 to 1? Shouldn't they be much better than that? I think you're, what you're looking at with this Nets team is just a, a madhouse, and there, there's so much uncertainty. What, like you said, Kevin Durant, now maybe a new coach. Maybe Kyrie Irving's there, maybe he's not. Maybe Ben Simmons is there, maybe he's not. There's just so many variables with this team, it's hard to list them as a 6-1, to 8-1 to one type of but, team. But, but let's say a month before the season ended, and I agree with you, they're not going to be 6-1 to one is everything's peachy as as peachy keen as it can be with this crowd all right so it's going to still not be you know ideal but it's it, six to one puts it pretty close but how would you characterize the uncertainty that you just laid out with ben simmons with Kyrie, even with durant's health a month before the season ended a month before the uh regular season ended wouldn't you say there was almost equal if not more uncertainty a month before the season ended for brooklyn and they still were favored to win the east I, I, my, my prediction or my assumption was that Kyrie and KD were both going to be back next season, so I was as surprised as anyone, as surprised as Kevin Durant was, when the Nets didn't want to extend Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons, well, I think well, you're right. Hold on I a think second. That's... Hold on. Do we know the Nets didn't want to extend him? I don't think that's correct. My understanding, the reporting has gone, is the Nets wanted some uh, assurances. They wanted some guarantees simply of him playing. They wanted to make sure he was going to play or there'd be a financial consequence, and he said, no way. So I, Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was about the, the COVID thing. Maybe he, he was concerned they would bring back the COVID uh, or, situation. Or, or maybe the world becomes even flatter, and he doesn't want to go across like more than two that's time possible. zones in a day. I mean, I don't know. But I, let's just say they, they – I don't think it's fair to Brooklyn – and I'm not saying you're trying to say it in an unfair way, but wouldn't you agree if they did say we'll sign you to like a four or five year get, you know, supposedly it was the max or close to, I think it was the max from what it's being reported. I don't know if it was four years or five years or exactly the year count, but it's like if they're giving him either as much as they can or almost as much as they can. And they said, oh, by the way, if you don't actually show up for work, is there a way if that's extreme that maybe we can be protected financially? You offend me by that request, sir. I mean, like, what, what, what's going on here? This is crazy. Well, they were protected financially last season when he didn't play. Remember, he didn't get paid for those games that he didn't play. But I think we can envision a scenario that he decides not to play and it's not as cut and dry about because the whole league and the press was against him not playing. Right. So it was easy. To, to say, hey, we're going to, you know, based upon this clause, we're going to exert this. And he didn't have anything to do or say. I mean, but but if you make it a little bit less clear, do you, you think Ky- it's beyond Kyrie to say his back hurts? Certainly not. So, you know, them asking for, I, I'm not saying they did everything they could to sign him, but I think they wanted to because they probably had a pretty good idea. Durant was not going to be happy if they didn't give Kyrie everything he wanted. I couldn't have been a shock. No. And like I said, I just assumed going into the offseason that, that Kyrie was going to get what he wanted and they were, they were going to be happy-go-lucky, same as the end of this season, at least. The well, Athletic but, reported when... Go ahead, McKenzie. The Athletic reported right after Kyrie opted in that they were very close to a two-year max agreement with uh, potential third and fourth year options that had incentives based on games played. 
Now, who, who, who's optioned the third and fourth year? Have to be the teams. It would be triggered by the amount of games played. In the oh, okay. Majors. So that's all the protect. They're not even saying if that's correct as it's reported. Incentive options, yeah. Yeah. They're not even saying they're going to claw back any money. They're saying if you want to um, trigger the third and fourth year of getting paid like $45 million or whatever, just play some games. No, I'm offended. How could you ask me such a thing? I haven't been offended like that since I was a child. I mean, hey, listen, the fact he can pull it off to some degree, though, can he? Because the market doesn't seem robust for Kyrie right now. But, AJ, you took my question 100% wrong. What I was saying was for that season, for the 2022 season, a month before the end of it, wasn't there as many, and let me ask you, Mackenzie, and then, AJ, you can add anything if you want. Wasn't the amount of uncertainty about Ben Simmons, about would Kyrie play on the road, I mean, like before the mandate was lifted, um, about Kevin Durant's health? In general, how would you characterize the number of question marks there was for Brooklyn entering the last month of the regular season this year versus right now? Wouldn't you say they're almost comparable? Yeah, I would argue that Ben Simmons seems more likely to play in the upcoming season than he did down the stretch of last season. Yes. So I'd say comparable is fair. Yeah, and there is no mandate. So the, some uncertainty with Kyrie is removed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that yep. has been removed. And the theory is Kevin Durant, though he is petulant and childlike in some way, or adolescent in some ways, or maybe I'm adolescent because I don't have the power to do what he does, he might say, and I'll say, you know, <laughs> you might have a point. I don't think I'd do it that way, but hey, he's got the power, and you know what? The owners and the other, you know, bosses historically, when the proletariat, when the workers didn't have the power, they exploited them to no end. There wasn't any limit to it. There wasn't any, oh, we've won the last 19. Maybe we should give this one to the union guy. No, no, it wasn't. And thus, now that the players have the, and I'm talking about outside of just sports. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is one of those leave the car running in the driveway before you go in to eat dinner segments. It's going to be jam-packed, about five minutes of jam-packed info. First, we'll see if McKenzie's making a bet on Brooklyn. Then we're going to talk about the Mets and their surging odds to win the World Series off of a couple of starts from a pitcher or two. And then my best bet. And I love this one. Player prop for the Rams. For the Rams, player on the Rams. Might just be the quarterback. First, though, McKenzie, it's the time. 18-1 to Brooklyn to win the title. My supposition is this team has no more uncertainty now than they did entering the playoffs last year. And maybe different uncertainty, but about the same net amount. Entering the playoffs, they were favored to win the East. Now they are 18-1. to Value or not, McKenzie? I think there's tremendous value on the Nets at 18-1, to just on paper. You throw all the touchy-feely stuff off to the side. Who I expect to play, and I do expect Durant, Irving and Simmons all to suit up. They're going to be at least as good as they were without Simmons to begin last year's playoffs. Probably significantly better. Should be closer to where they opened at nine to one or six to one. I like the Nets eighteen to one to win it all. Yeah, I don't know about six to one, but even if it's eleven or twelve to one, eighteen to one's a good bet. So I'll uh, endorse that pick. Remember, guys, when you're betting long shots, you want to put what. Uh, 
a tenth of a unit on it. So you went up, you know, about 1.8 units, maybe two tenths. You know, be conservative with the big jumbo hits. Okay. And I also think one thing you said I don't, I don't agree with is you said, or they'll at least be as good as they were without Simmons, except entering the playoffs, it was not certain that, in fact, it was likely Simmons would play. So the odds were based upon the, the expectation of having Simmons, just like the odds would be now. So I think that's apples to apples. But like you said, I do think that at least halfway in between the current odds, 18 to 1, and last year's 6 or 7 to 1, would be justified. Value, big underdog Brooklyn, I agree. Okay, AJ, the Mets, the Grom. The Grom was out for what, a year? And the arms with these pitchers, you never know when they're going to pitch. But yeah. when he pitches, he is amazing. In fact, this stat came out today. He has 200 starts, the Grom, for the, uh, and he plays now for the Mets. He has more strikeouts than any pitcher in Major League Baseball history after 200 starts. Now, what makes that more amazing is the fact that he doesn't go deep into games and no one goes deep into games like they did during, or let me see, the Cy Young days. So how he can have more strikeouts than anyone, man, that is impressive. Um, In general, well, let me tell you the odds move and you can tell me if you agree with it. So the Mets were before now, they got two pitchers, right? DeGrom, who's back, and uh, Serzer is someone who. Max Serzer came back, yeah. Yeah, Max, old Maxie. He he was out for six weeks and he came back right around July 4th. And in that time, he's been effective. The team has been uh, five and two in those starts, not him, but the team. And his ERA has been like 1.3 runs per nine innings. And now you got DeGrom, who had two good outings. He gave up two runs yesterday, but it was literally on his last pitch was a two-run homer. So he pitched even better than that good performance. But they went from those two not really being contributing to the staff this year and the Mets still being in first place to those two being one and two in the lineup or when it comes to the pitching rotation. So number one becomes number three. Number two becomes number four. Talk about depth. So what were they a week ago? A week ago, New York was, what were they, seven plus 750. And now they're plus 550. Now that's a $200 change, but think about it: is if you're betting 100 and you can win $55 or 75, it's a drastic change for a week. And the Mets weren't that good this week. They had a fine record, but so to me, it shows you the market is attuned to the fact that the Mets are uh, the whole rotation has been converted, and it's better, um, and they're now favored only behind the Dodgers in the Yankees and uh, the Astros. The Astros. We got one minute, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the pick, and then I'm going to give you the handicap tomorrow. This is like a two-part episode of Happy Days. All right, Fonz is going <laughs> to jump the shark. Here it is, but we're not. I like under for the Rams quarterback. What's his name again, McK- uh, AJ? Matthew Stafford. Oh, I don't like him. Oh, okay. He loves Stafford. I'm going under passing yards, under 5,000, or check that, under 4,500 and a half. 4,500 and a half under handicap tomorrow.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.